week ago, as I was meditating on John 14, the Lord started speaking to me about his idea of peace. And he shared with me at that time that that was the message that he wanted me to present to the church. And I thought it was a little unusual because I had a lot of other ideas about what I thought God was using me to speak in the church, but he made it very clear through that moment of time when I sought him and I was meditating on John 14. And then in the week and a half since that time, he's been continuing to speak to me about this idea of his peace. In fact, last night, as I was sleeping, I was having this over repetitive vision in my mind throughout the night. I'm sure you can relate to what I'm speaking here because it's as if you're sleeping, but you're also aware of the presence of God speaking to you as you're sleeping. And the reoccurring vision that I had during the night, I saw a picture of the world as if from space. So it was, you know, the blue ball with the the green and blue ball that I saw in my vision. And then beside the green and blue ball, there was a dove that was singing and it was a white dove, which as we know in scripture, a lot of times God used the, the symbol of the dove to show peace or his Holy Spirit. So we fought, first saw the dove in Genesis with Noah when he sent the dove out. And when the dove returned with an olive branch, that was the first time we saw an image of a dove portraying peace. And then when the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus after he was baptized in the Jordan River, it said that the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. So in my vision, I, as I thought about this and asked the Lord for clarification, he's still revealing some things to me. But I saw this image very clearly of this dove of peace, and it was encircling and, and singing over the world. So keeping that in mind, I'm actually, I live in southeast Georgia. So I am on the coast, and the hurricane began hitting Florida yesterday. And so today they have advised us to make preparations for increasing flood levels and things like that. So we're not really getting too much right now, just a little bit of wind and some, a little bit of rain, but nothing at all as, as um, what was expected. So I thought it was very fitting actually to talk about this topic of peace. So the first scripture that I want to go to is found in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government, and peace, there will be no end. So as I look that verse up in the concordance, I have a Bible app. I think I've shared with that, shared that with you before that I use eSword, but there are a lot of Bible apps that you can use that as you study, you can actually click on a word and it'll give you 
the original word and the definition using Strong's concordance sometimes. And also this app gives me Thayer's concordance. So in Isaiah chapter nine, verse six, when I click on the word peace in the phrase, the Prince of Peace, I click on that word in the Hebrew It is number 7965 in Strong's Concordance. And in the ancient Greek, here is what I see when I click on that word, because the ancient Greek was was pictographs. So it has a couple images and then it gives you the words to describe what these images meant to that ancient Hebrew um, person. So the words that are used to describe this pictograph are complete, completeness, recompense, and payment. I thought that was interesting. Payment given to make a completion of an action or transaction. And then the word shalom is given. And shalom means much more than peace. So we've already seen in the pictograph this idea of completion. And we know that the completion that they're talking about is referencing Christ. So shalom goes far beyond just the concept that we might think of in current terms related to peace. And let me just read the definition from the concordance. Safe, well, happy, friendly, also abstractly welfare, that is health, prosperity, and peace. So it means a lot more just then the absence of strife. And that's the idea that I feel like God is bringing to me through this study of the word peace and shalom in the Hebrew, the Greek translation for peace, the word that is used similarly to shalom in the New Testament in Greek is Irene. It's number 1515 in Strong's Concordance. And the definition there is to join peace, prosperity, quietness, rest. And here's the most interesting phrase that I found as I read this, set at one again. So immediately when I read that, the Lord reminded me of a scripture in John 17. So this comes from John 17. Verse 20, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. So here we have this concept of oneness, and we know that in Christ, The oneness that he's talking about is our reconciliation to God through Jesus Christ. So the first scripture that speaks to the oneness and that reconciliation that we have in Jesus is Colossians chapter one, verse 20, for it pleased the father that in him, all the fullness should dwell and by him to reconcile all things to himself by him whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Then in Romans chapter five, verses one and two, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through him, through whom 
Also, we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So I want to come back to this idea of peace. So in the Hebrew, it's shalom. In the Greek, it's Irene. And this phrase that really hit me to set at one again. We know that, in, that there is no other peace like the peace that is found in Jesus Christ, because we know that he himself is our peace. That comes from Ephesians 2.14. And then I'm going to go back to John, and I will put all of these references in the, in the notes for the podcast. But I'm going now to John 14, starting with verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So the idea that I really want to make through this teaching is this peace that we can experience only in Jesus Christ. If you think about peace in the words in the world's terms, it's simply an absence of strife, it's an absence of war. It's a an idea of calm you know, serenity based on the external circumstances around us. In Jesus Christ, that peace is so much more because it's actually speaking to the peace first and foremost that we have through our reconciliation to God through Jesus Christ. So that's the foundation of ultimate peace, the peace that we have with God through Jesus Christ. And that isn't dependent on our circumstances. So in other words, just in my situation here right now today, we have a hurricane around us off the shore and the residents of Florida have experienced the power and the magnitude of that hurricane hitting them. And so you might think from a worldly perspective, there is no peace to be found in the storm. But in actuality, in Jesus, we know that we can have peace of his protection, even in the midst of the storm, even in the midst of the hurricane, and even in the midst of things going on around us in the world, there is a peace that transpasses all understanding, all earthly understanding, once you learn to rest and abide in him. And that's really what Psalm 91 is speaking about. So you can take a moment to go to that and look at the first two verses of Psalm 91, talking about the peace that we have in him as we abide in him. So it's something that we have to actually pursue. We need to seek peace. And let me just find the, okay, so just looking right now, Hebrews 12, verse 14, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. So we're actually told to pursue peace. And of course, that first comes in our relationship with Jesus Christ, because he gives us peace with the Father. And then we are instructed to pursue peace. So coming back now to the vision that the Lord gave me during the night of seeing this dove of peace next to the the earth, I was really thinking about this as his ambassadors, as ambassadors of Christ. We are called to be light 
in the darkness. And as storms increase, as the darkness around us increases, we are his light. We are his peace. And that is the way that our testimony will be seen to the world when we can rest in him, knowing that no matter what comes against us in the storms of life and in the external circumstances around us, there is a peace that the world cannot understand because this is something that, uh, that we abide in through Christ in our relationship to him and that is our testimony as we present lives that are just evidence of his indwelling peace in us, then many others will be drawn to that, especially as things begin to just get darker and darker. We know that that is to happen before the return of Jesus Christ. And so just to come back again and again to this idea of abiding in him, receiving his peace, and then demonstrating that through lives that are representative of his peace, no matter what storms are happening around us. I hope that's encouraged you today to just take some time to search out these scriptures, to look at your concordance and look at the the full, complete definition of not only shalom in the Old Testament, but then Irene in the Greek in the New Testament. And then just take a moment to look at all the scriptures throughout the Old and New Testament that speak of this peace. And this is a peace that is found only in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. 